You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Renata and I really had uh, this dream to plant Radiant uh, come alive in our heart years ago. And I had heard so many stories of church planters that had an epic encounter. And so I was waiting for some kind of epic, monumental, big story, some kind of something, somebody to come walk up to me and say something or for me to read a matching verse with a matching book or some, something kind of epic. Maybe I'd hear something and, and that, would, that would give me the faith or the confidence that God was leading us. And, and, and honestly, the, the way that, that this dream started was just, it was so simple. I felt like it was this desire that God had placed in Renata and I. And so when we would go on vacation, we would literally fill up a notebook with ideas and, and confession. We actually named it and bought URLs for Radiant Church in 2008, everybody. And so it was a dream for a while. And and we had this dream, but we didn't have this confidence, like, is God calling us? We, or, or, or is this just, is this something we want to do? Is this the spirit? Is this the flesh? Is this God? Is it not? And we were just, we just really were wrestling. And, and we had this moment, and I want to give you this moment because I, I really want to talk about how I feel like the Lord's leading me. And I want to invite you to listen to God and let him lead you. I was listening to this uh, speaker. He was visiting from China. He was a missionary and Renata was sitting next to me on the front row. And, and honestly, years had gone by and, and we would all, every time that we would get away, we'd go on little like marriage retreats where we'd just get away. And, and, and I, we knew that we were supposed to like go to movies and sit at restaurants and just, and just sit by the pool. But instead we found ourselves just dreaming. Like, what would it look like? Like, just come up with ideas. And, and, and we would just talk. And we actually would go to Barnes and Noble and buy books on church planting. And we went to Barnes and Noble. We bought a book that was that fat about different cities. And, and we literally would just go through and, and, and pray over different cities. Like, God, what city should we go to? What city might you call us to? Like, if you would call us, we would go. We just need to be called. We just, we need something concrete. We, I mean, we just, we were looking for something a little bit epic, something that, that we could tell the story. And I had heard so many different preachers give these big dramatic stories that I thought I needed this big dramatic story. And we're sitting on the front row, missionary talking. And for me, it was just a moment where he said this phrase, he goes, if deep inside your heart, there is a desire that you just can't shake, that's probably the Lord. And he was speaking out of Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And when he said that phrase, I turned and I looked at Renata and we kind of winked at each other. And and as we drove home to our house that night, winter night, snow and ice, we're driving home, pitch black. And Renata says to me, do you think, do you think that that's, that's it? Like that it's desire. Like the deep inside our hearts is this desire. And, and maybe that's what God's going to do. Like maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a desire. And I remember just saying, I just can't imagine that, that the story is that I just sensed a desire. Like I, I need to like have an angel appear, you know, like like if we're going to risk everything and if we're going to go do this, it's, it's got to be a little, bit, a little bit more exciting than that. And, and yet as we prayed, I just began to realize like, like that's, that's how he's leading us. That's, that's what God is saying. And he's, he's leading us in that phrase, 
became just a catchphrase between us. Like, it's this desire that we just can't shake. It's, it's honestly not an angel appearing. Honestly, it's not hearing an audible voice. Honestly, it's not, it wasn't, it was just God depositing this Godward desire that took root inside of us and came alive. And, and so we began in faith to make that to make that plan and make that journey as we began to talk to different people about what God was calling us to do and invite them to be a part of the journey. I'll never forget the moment where I was sitting in Starbucks in Alabama, sitting across from a young young man named Joshua, and I'm telling him this vision. He's the guy that was just up here a moment ago. And and I'm telling him this dream, I'm telling him this vision, and about a month later, I see him in church, and, and he walks up to me, and he says, David, Kansas City, I just can't shake it. And I thought, mm, that's God right there. There it is. That's the most miraculous thing I've ever, I mean, because it was the same language. And he said, I'm coming. I'm going to go with you to Kansas City. I can't shake it. And as I was praying about what God has for us as we step into year three, and we've seen 148 people come to know Jesus in these last couple of years, and we've, we've seen people be baptized, and more people are getting connected in relationships and community. And of course, it was really fun this summer to have so many young people come from all over the country, and we're starting to develop some ways where we can be missional and take the gospel to the city and to the nations, and all those things are percolating and coming alive. And I began to just ask the Lord, God, what do you want to do? And I want to give you today a few things that I just can't shake. Like there's no big revelation other than just this. It's the desire that I believe that God has put inside of my heart. And where I want to conclude today is I'm going to ask you to ask the same question to the Lord. What have you put in my heart? What is the desire that I just can't shake? A lot of times I believe we are hesitant because we're waiting on something that seems like it would be a bit dramatic. And yet, For me in my journey, it's a little bit more of the John 15 where we just abide and listen and then God puts desires in our heart. We abide when we begin to bear fruit. And so that's where I wanna go today, but I wanna tell you a few dreams in my heart. It's just kind of vision Sunday as we go into year three. First is you just saw this little video a second ago that says bold youth. And I I just wanna tell you that one of the things that I see when I pray for our church in year three is I really, I really dream of a place where our, where our teenagers don't just walk through plans, programs, and systems, but where our teenagers really know God. Like I really dream of a place where there's a culture of young people where at 15 or at 13 or at 17, they've, they've not only experienced God's presence, but they've got, they've got mission and vision in the present tense for what God wants to do in their lives. And so, and so we've been, these last couple of years, we've been trying to get that started and it's been great. We've had some small groups and some community starting and those have been good. But in year three, we're really gonna push a lot harder, a lot stronger. And so uh, on Monday nights, we're, <laughs> we're gonna start every single Monday night. And, and honestly, friends, I'm just, I'm just so excited about it. I feel like this is something that God's deposited in my heart that don't laugh, but I'm going to be there, baby. Like I'm going like, mm, like, let's go. Like I'm going to, I'm heavily invested. And I want to just jump in. Cause I just picture these kids, our teenagers, you know, I got a 14 year old son. I got a 12 year old daughter. And, and I, and I want all of our teenagers as well as those that they might reach to, to grow up in an environment where they're coming before God and, and worshiping. And the, you know, like, they have so, I mean, being a, being a teenager in the digital age is a challenge. 
They've got so many pressures. And I just want us to fight for these kids. I want us to get, 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 get them in an environment where they worship God. And, and I want to get them in an environment where the, the messaging is really specific, helps them as they try to figure out how to walk passion for God and how to develop prayer on their campuses is my dream. We got a, uh, I got an Instagram message two days ago from this youth group that came to our youth conference this summer and they went back and they started a prayer meeting at their high school called Bold Something High School. And I just thought, mm, I love that. And I want to see that reproduced. I want to, I want to, I want to see kids that are transformed in their early days and so that's, that's a big dream that's in my heart. And so we're going to press that. And so that little video you just saw was made by a teenager, four teenagers, all about teenagers. And, and we're just going to go for it. And so I'm going to be there so you know it's going to be loud. Nathan's going to be there so you know it's going to be organized. And yeah, and, and we're just going to press. And we got Dylan and Allie and this, this big team. And we're just kind of, we just kind of want to point the cannon and go, all right, how do, we, how do we do this? How do we help teenagers walk with Jesus from the days of their youth, have this power encounter with God? And, and so we're just like, hey, well, we're, we're kind of tired on Sunday night. So let's just push it to Monday. So we're going to just do that on Monday nights. And I want to just encourage you, that'll begin September 24th. But I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about where we're going as a church to make that a top priority. And so we're committed to our kids and we're committed now. I want to really just press up and be committed to teenagers. And it's a desire that I just can't shake. It's a desire that when I pray, when I pray about year three, when I pray about God, where are you taking us? What, who are we to be as a people? It just comes alive. Like I just see it. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's not kind of big epic other than just, it's a desire that I can't shake. It's this, and, I, and, and I've just started to become confident that when we pray and we start to have Godward desires, that there's a really good chance that God's putting those desires in us. And I want to invite you to start to think that way for you to start to think even as you abide, as you pray, and you start to sense like, what is this that's kind of percolating? What is this desire that's inside of me that will actually cost me some of my comfort, but it's a kingdom desire. And I just wanna be that preacher that says, it's probably the Lord. It's probably God at work inside of you. Another thing that's just burning in my heart as we go into year three is I just, I know you know this, but I'm just, I'm addicted to our prayer meetings being fiery. Like I just, I just kind of love that. I, I, for me, I, I started doing prayer meetings when I was in ninth grade in my junior high. And, and I just, I don't know, I don't know all the, the, the reasons. I had someone ask me, you know, when did, it, when did this love for prayer meetings start? And my answer is always <laughs> started as a ninth grader because I just saw God do stuff. And I just have this conviction that even the little miracle that we're starting to see, like, and I, I, I know that I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't think the miracle that we're seeing at Radiant Church is because there's something magical about this cafeteria right here, everybody. I just, I don't know. I don't think it's the pipe and drape. I, I just, I really don't. I, I, I mean, you might, it might, it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't think it's, it's our expensive sound system. <laughs> it ain't that expensive. I mean, I don't think it's any of those things. I'll tell you what it is. I believe God's at work when we pray. And I believe that God is hearing the prayers. And that prayer meeting is starting to grow. I mean, there was 123 of you this last Wednesday night. So we've had to not just rent one room, we've rented a second room because the little, the little prayer, that sounds kind of New Testament, doesn't it? A little 120. Anyway, well, I'll say there's 120 of you. Okay, so it was, all right, anyway. So it's, it, it, it's, so it's, it's starting to grow. And, and I just, I want to see that continue. I just believe that's a part of who we are as a church. Like, we just want to be these people that, 
that see the presence of God mark our lives. And so I wanna build it in prayer. And so the, the church that I see, I, I see, I see that us really in year three going after this with teenagers and, and really developing and really growing in this place of prayer. And, and then the third one is, is, is this. I, I'm, I'm really dreaming that in year three, we take ground in making a different in, difference in, in other countries. Um, and so, you know, when we, when we, as we just get started, there's a lot of people asking questions about that. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of in my DNA. Um, I, I, for me, in, in my 20 years of, of ministry, um, I had the privilege to take people to Tibet and India and China and Africa and all over the world. And, and I think that God is, is giving us an invitation to kind of fix our eyes, our attention, our giving. And I want us to focus a little bit more overseas. And so one of the things that we're going to do, and this is just one way, we'll have multiple ways, but one of the things that we're going to do is next month, October 14th, um, I've invited One Child Matters to come in here and, and we're going we're gonna to adopt what's called a, a care point. And we're going we're gonna to all kind of focus our attention, if you want to, to adopt kids uh, in Haiti. And so it's kind of fun to just all of us kind of focus in on one spot and we'll focus with a local church and we'll focus on making a difference in the lives of kids. And, and I think that that's a, a first step. And so that's gonna be fun. That'll, that'll kind of be our One Child Matters Sunday and that'll be upcoming this month. And, and we're gonna just continue to, to put attention on that, to put attention on this being, man, we wanna, we wanna focus in on Kansas City and we wanna focus in on our nation and we wanna focus on the nations of the world. And, but I feel like we can take some ground there. And, and there's so many different things that we could do. Uh, and, and honestly, there's a lot of dreams that are, that are beginning to come alive and percolate. But I, 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 when, it's when I, when I pray, those are, the, those are some of the things I look at year three that, that I hope will come alive. And, and I really want and I really dream about a church where those things are all a part of us and in us. And, and so anyway, that's, that's a little bit about where we're going as we go into year three. And, 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 and there's, there's a lot, of, lot more things that I'll communicate as time goes on. But, um, but I wanna invite you just to pray through those and where I want to go is I want you to begin to ask God what you can't shake. Like those are some things that, that I want us to work on. Those are some things that come alive inside of me that I can't shake. But I want you to just begin to ask the Lord, like what are the things that God's placed inside of you? What's, what's, what's he saying? What are the things that you just can't shake? And I want to invite you in year three to take a step. Nathan said it in the video, but take a step in moving forward with what God's called you to do. And I want you to put value on that, that desire, that de delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Because I believe, I believe that God is going to do great things through you. Like this church isn't gonna just look like me. This church is gonna look like the people that God sends. And so even as I look at the different small groups that are starting to form, they look like you. They look like the things that God's put in your heart. I was talking to a man today who said he wants to start a serving small group where we go and have a small group go serve in the inner city. And I think that's amazing. That's the dream that God's placed in his heart. That's going to be an amazing small group. And so some of you that you're new to Radiant, you're kind of figuring out how exactly does this church work. The way that we work is we do these four things that we focus on. And you see them on banners, you see them on videos. And it's this know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. 
And the big idea there is that we wanna help you and have you help others go on a journey with Jesus. We wanna help you go on a journey and grow and develop. And I think that when we look through the scriptures, there's lots of different places where we find this. And you could look at, you could look at all kinds of different places where you kind of see this process of maturity or this kind of spiritual growth. And I think I see it. I, 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 there's, I, I like to see it even in the way that God delivered his people out of Egypt. I love that story. You could see that. I love the way I think Paul kind of lays it out really clearly in Ephesians 1. Today, I wanna, I wanna look at the life of Peter though, because I see Jesus helping Peter on Peter's spiritual journey and helping him grow and helping him mature. And I wanna just kind of juxtapose that. I wanna just, I want us to look as we, as we help people go on a journey. And I want you to kind of see how I see Jesus doing this with Peter. And I want us to see ourselves going on the journey and helping others go on that journey. And so, we're going to look at that. Uh, and so I know you're like, okay, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. That, uh, the, I thought those were just kind of cute words that you guys made up. No, no, no. I mean, this is a journey. This is a process. And so I started off, you know, saying, hey, let's put justification and mm, sanctification and equipping of the saints and then ministry. And it just didn't flow as good. And so um, we went with no God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. But it's that idea. It's you walk in relationship with Jesus. You connect with people along the way that help you in your journey. We call them small groups. When we wanna help you discover the, what, what God's called you to do, that you have a ministry calling, you have spiritual gifts inside of you. And we wanna help you know that, be able to articulate it, verbalize it, fight for it, and then just help you, help you fulfill the ministry mandate that's on your life the things that God has for you. And so anyway, I want to look at Peter and I want, us to, I want us to dive into it. And so you got your Bibles, Matthew chapter four. We're just going to look at four scenes. Everybody say four scenes, all right? It's going to be like a movie today. Are you okay? Are you with me? If you're with me, say I'm with you. All right, good. All right, I'm going to look at four scenes today. It's four scenes out of the life of Peter. And truth be told, there's probably 10 different scenes that we could pull out. I only have time for four. I want to highlight four, all right? The first one, Matthew chapter four, this is when Jesus calls Peter. Look at this. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him, okay? Phase one, here's Jesus and he sees this fisherman, all right? And this is Peter's invitation. Come follow me. Come leave your old life. Come walk with me. Come do life with me, all right? So God becomes man. Jesus walking on the planet. Jesus invites Peter to this journey of relationship. And that's, that's as a church, we're really committed to that. As a church, we're really committed to your personal relationship with Jesus. Honestly, it's what I care about as your pastor the most. I care that you have a vibrant, real friendship with God. I care that you do not, uh, one of the scariest moments for me comes out of Matthew 7. Just, just when Jesus is talking about the moment where there will be people that hear, away from me, I never knew you. Like quite honestly, that, that causes me to tremble because that's a real reality that we read about in the scriptures. And we believe fully that heaven and hell are realities. Therefore, what we do matters. 
And so I want you to lock in with this idea that you're on a journey. And I want you to have vision for your life on you moving forward in your journey with Jesus. And I desire for us as a church to help you on that journey. I desire for it to be more than just attendance. I believe, for, I'm hoping to help you on the journey. I love the way this says in Proverbs that without vision, the people perish, right? I want us to have vision for our church, but I want you to have vision for your own life. I wanna invite you to a vision on how you can grow. I think that one of the biggest tragedies is if, is if you've got vision for your life, but it's not Jesus' vision for your life because the whole culture gives you a vision for your life all the time. And so we, we build our lives on the wrong vision. We build our lives around a vision to get more comfortable or a vision to get revenge on somebody or some kind of vision other than the vision that Jesus has for you. And so I want you to see the vision that God has for you. I want, I want, and, and, and these are real basic, but I want you to see it for yourself. I'd love for you to be able to say it because I want you to be able to take people on the journey like we just saw Sam in that video. And I'll talk about that in a minute. I want you to be able to see, all right, this is my journey. And then I'm gonna help other people on their journey as they follow Jesus. All right, so here's the first phase. I want you to see this, Jesus looking at Peter and Peter, it's an invitation to follow. It's an inv invitation to know me. It's an invitation to walk with me. It's an invitation to relationship. And so for us, every single Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, like not one Sunday have we missed or skipped, but every Sunday we give people the opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus. And my goal is that we would continue to do that and that on Sunday mornings, that you would hear a message that helps you connect with relationship with Jesus. Like we can talk all day long about behavior, but I don't know if you've picked up on it, but the messages that I talk about are a little bit less about behavior and mostly about relationship. Because I believe if you get relationship, you get everything. I believe if you get relationship with Jesus, that over time, man, he starts to work in your heart and there starts to be some behavior transformation. But at the core, at the center is this vibrant relationship. And so when, when Jesus invites Peter in Matthew chapter four, he's inviting him in. He's saying, come on, let's walk together. Let's do life together. I want you to come follow me. And my prayer for you and for others is that that we would, you would have this relationship with Jesus that's, that's real. And you and I know that we live in a culture where it's very easy to have kind of a religious church attendance, but not really know God. And the dream is that we would fight for relationship above all else. And so every Sunday, every Sunday, we're gonna invite people to step into relationship with Jesus. And you're gonna hear this drum being beaten over and over again about how great it is to know God and how great he is. And we wanna help people walk with Jesus, all right? But then you look at Peter and Peter follows Jesus. So he says, all right, I'm gonna follow Jesus. Not Jesus, come follow me and you can do my thing. But no, Peter, go, I'm gonna go do your thing. I'm leaving my nets, I'm leaving my old life and I'm gonna follow Jesus. And, and then when we read the life of Peter, Peter's not perfect, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he didn't just suddenly like follow Jesus and then be like, bam, like sinless, right? Like Peter's got issues, right? Peter's got problems, right? And I know most of you are perfect, <laughs> right? No, 
all of us, all of us, we, we make this decision to follow Jesus and then we struggle with all these issues. And it's the favorite joke that we always say that if you think you've got no issues, that's your issue because we all have issues. It's these, these things that, that are in us that don't look like Jesus. And so we wanna, we wanna follow him and we wanna be like him. And then we face the pain, the tragedy, the disappointment, the annoyance that, we're, that we missed the mark. And I want you to see, there's, there's, I wanted to go to Matthew 16. That's one of my favorites, but, but I'm going to go to Luke as well because I just don't have time to go through all of them. But there's this great, that Jesus coaches Peter in Matthew 16, but then there's this great one that I want you to see in Luke chapter 22. All right, so this is, this is Jesus knowing full well that Peter's going to deny him. And look at this conversation. Scene one, come follow me. Scene two, this is right before Jesus goes to the cross, right before Peter denies him. And there's this conversation. And Jesus is bringing Peter on a journey. All right, hey, come follow me. And now Jesus is dealing with a guy who is following him, but has issues. All right, look at what Jesus says to him. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you, Simon that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. Ah, ever been there? I think this is where we're at a lot. This, is, this, this scene is where a lot of our lives play out, but I want you to fall in love with Jesus right here. Because Jesus looks at a man who is not perfect. He hasn't been perfect. Actually, actually earlier, Matthew records that at one moment, Jesus actually called Peter Satan. That's a bad day, all right? <laughs> when Jesus calls you the devil, you're like, I better change some things, you know, like. So Jesus looks at Peter right here, and I want you just to see it. I want you to see Jesus' love for Peter. Hey, Simon, Satan is asked to sift you like wheat but I've prayed for you. I want you to see this friendship. Yes, he is Lord and I love this friendship because I see Jesus loving Peter. Ah, oh, but I've prayed for you. Wouldn't you love to have somebody who loves you like Jesus, who looks at and she goes, hey, I know. I know where you're working. I know at this, your school. I know with your family. I know you got issues. I know you got, but hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I've prayed for you. I, I, I got your back. I'm with you, I'm for you. Wouldn't you love to have somebody in your life that loves you like that? Wouldn't you love to have somebody that's cheering you on? Wouldn't you love to be somebody like that for others? Wouldn't you love to be somebody that looks at other people and goes, hey, hey, you know what? I know that you're going through this challenge. I know that this sin tends to take over. I know that this person has hurt you. I know that you're tempted to wanna get angry or get revenge or, or cheat or whatever, but hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at, I've prayed for you. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna fight for you. I'm, with, I'm, I'm, I'm warned for you on my knees. I care about you. We, we do this in what we call small groups because I believe everybody needs some comrades that look at them and say, I'm with you in the good days and on the hard days. And Peter, I love that moment back in Matthew 16 where you told me who I was and I told you who you were and, and we're brothers and we've, you've seen some miracles, but look at me, look at me, look at me. Hey, you know what? This is a battle and Satan wants to take you out, but I've prayed for you. And here's what I love. This blows my mind about Jesus. Look at this. Satan says to sip you like wheat and he goes, and when you have turned back, I mean, right in the text here, he says, you're going to deny that you even know me. And then Jesus says, and when you've turned back, look at this, 
strengthen your brothers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Think about Jesus, the friend, who looks at the weak fisherman, who has a tendency to be proud of his own strength, knows that he's going to fall short, and he looks at him and says, hey, after you've messed up, even after you've denied me, after you've fallen short, after your issues, ready? I'm gonna say this in a strong way. Keep leading. Strengthen your brothers. No, 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 no. Jesus, I'm out. I don't have what it takes. I clearly am not a leader. I clearly don't have the strength to help others. I'm just gonna do my thing. I'll go back to being a fisherman. I'll just, uh... no, 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 no. Look at me, Peter. Hey, I've prayed for you. Hey, Peter, do you remember I, I said, Matthew 16, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build my church. Hey, Peter, you've got a role to play. Hey, Peter, don't quit. Don't give up. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not, I'm, I'm messed up. I mean, I'm gonna, I, 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 no, 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 listen, listen, listen. After you even have a realization of your own weakness and your own flesh and your own brokenness, after that, I still have a vision for you to strengthen your brothers. Huh. So this isn't all about my strength. No, no, no. It's about my strength. Oh. So, so I can be broken, not perfect like you, and still help others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Then we go through, you know the story of Jesus. He locks eyes with Peter right before he goes to the cross. And Peter denies him three times. And, and then I want you to see this story. And it's one of my favorites, but it's this moment John 21, Peter's now fallen. He's denied Christ three times. And the scripture says that he went out and he wept bitterly. So we know that he's got this pain in his heart. He's disappointed in his own strength. He's messed up. Oh, and he authentically loves Jesus. And so there's this disappointment. And look what Jesus says to him on the beach. I want you to read it with me. John chapter 21 says this. Um, so, Jesus is resurrected and Jesus comes and visits the disciples on the beach. Scene three, here we go. He says this, verse 15. And when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, take care of my sheep. A third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus says a third time, feed my sheep. Peter, come walk with me. I'm perfect, you're not. I'll be the savior, you be the follower. No God. Peter, you need some comrades. You, I, I've prayed for you. Not perfect, but I, gotta, I, I, I believe in you. I, 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 I'm with you. And I'm praying for you. And I'm, and, and, and I'm, I'm fighting for you. I, I'm with you. Peter falls. And I want you to see scene three. Because this is the one that blows my mind because personally, this is where I start to get discouraged. I start to get massively discouraged when I feel like I haven't measured up. You know, like when I feel like, you know, 
I mean, that one of the biggest lies on me, just David confessing, one of the biggest lies for me is when, I, when I, the, the lie starts to get in. I could have done better. I'm so you're, so, you're so pathetic. Come on, what's wrong? And I want you to see Jesus looking at his friend who he called, walked in relationship, who he pulled aside, had a little huddle. Hey man. Let's pray together. I've been praying for you. I, 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 you, you got issues, but, but I'm for you. And then I just love this moment where Jesus appears to him. And this conversation where, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. This isn't just about you, Peter. I want you to go feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. And three times Peter denied him, but three times Jesus says, you do love me, you do love me, you do love me, and feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. You have this journey with Jesus where he's looking at you, and in this moment, he's looking at you saying, you've still got purpose. There's a redemptive calling. There's something that I've called you to do. So we're walking in relationship, but I care about every single one of my kids coming into the kingdom. Heaven and hell are realities and I've still got lost kids out there and you are my conduit to go be the light. You're the one who's gonna take the good news of Jesus to the world. You're the proclaimer. You're, I've got a purpose for you. And three times Jesus locks in with Peter and he says to him, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. No, 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 no. I'm just going to go back to fishing. I can't. It's, no, no. Shut up, Pete. Look at me. I want you to discover this. I want you to get this. I'm telling you what you need to do. And I, one of the things that I love the most is that Jesus takes, Jesus takes even our most, our biggest issues and he takes our ashes and he makes them beautiful. He takes the man who Honestly, his boldness got him in trouble. I'm willing to go unto prison and unto death with you. Even if if everyone else denies you, I never will. And Jesus goes, ah, I can use that. A little bit off, but I can use that. And one of my favorite moments is then scene four. I mean, you can't read through the book of Acts and not see the broken fisherman, now the bold heralder of the gospel in the early church. Acts chapter two, stands up, he preaches at Pentecost. Mm, Pretty famous sermon, wouldn't you say? I mean, Acts three, he's praying for people, lame man, he's being healed. Acts four, I mean, he'll stand up to the Sanhedrin He'll lead the prayer meeting. And when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. They began to speak the word of God boldly. And we see this leader rise up out of the ashes because Jesus took him on a journey. Because Jesus said, hey, you're out here fishing. I, I want you to fish for people. Hey, come follow me. Come on, not living for you. I want to do, I want to do life with you. I want to do, I want to do relationship." And then, hey, Peter, you're following me, but you're far from perfect. But I prayed for you. And when you have turned back, strengthen. Mm. 
but it's, it's easier to sit on the bench, Jesus. I like the bench. I can watch other people. Friends, this is one of the biggest lies in our culture that you're gonna be more satisfied as a spiritual consumer than a spiritual contributor. You'd be shocked. You be a spiritual contributor, you watch. Enjoyment of following Jesus actually rises. And because we live in a consumer culture, it's tempting to just kind of treat church like a consumer. But if you follow Jesus, what do you want me to do? Like, what does it look like? What's that calling you've got on my life? And you'll, you'll have Jesus lock eyes with you too. And this isn't, I know we do a class. And so sometimes you'll hear our little videos. Next steps, discover your purpose in an hour. No, we, all we're trying to do is help you get on a journey. I just want that to be in your brain. I want you to go, I got a calling. I got a destiny. They got this little tiny class that they do, but it's just, to, it's just to get me thinking. Like I'm on this journey. I mean, I'm still discovering my purpose like every day. It's not like, oh, one time. Oh, I took a test. What's up? You know, I am this on the Enneagram and I have this spiritual gift and whoa. You know, it's not like that. No, 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 no. It's this God. It's, I'm in this relationship all the way through. And Jesus lifts my eyes and goes, David, 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 look at me. Come on, I got a job for you to do. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. That pastor hurt me and that guy hurt me and that guy said this about me and I'm only 5'5 five, five, and I want to quit. He goes, no, 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 no. I got a plan for you. I got to come on, come on, look eyes with me. It's not about your strength, David. It's about my strength. Come on, keep going. All right. And you just take your, all your stuff, all you got. You got the good days. I'll follow. Hey, I walked on water for a minute. And you got the bad days. Hey, let's just build something right here just to honor you and Moses and Elijah. Shut up, Satan. Ah, you know. Okay, I mean, you got, you got, I, I, I don't know him, I don't know him, I don't know him. Ah, broken Peter. Some high moments, some low moments. But it's that person, imperfect, just the willing fisherman stands up. Acts chapter two, in Jerusalem. Let me tell you about who Jesus is. And walks out. Makes a difference. We got a dream. You saw it in that video of Sam. Sam came to Radiant after Paul, who worked with him at Starbucks, invited him. And I don't know if you caught it in the video, but he said, Paul was one in a million. This guy was unreal. And he said, then I went to Radiant and there was a million Pauls. I love that. Here's what he's saying. I saw Jesus. I see, I just, it's something supernatural. I saw Jesus in Peter, I, I, in Paul. I could, too many apostles. Uh, I saw Jesus in Paul. I came to Radiant. I saw lots of people who loved Jesus. and He gave his life at the prayer meeting on a Wednesday night. Then he jumped in and created some relationships in a small group that met on Monday nights with young adults. Then he went through our next steps process. He, we discovered and he discovered he's, he loves to serve and 
he, he makes a lot of the, all the, a lot of the graphic art stuff that you see. It's the young man who's got saved from Starbucks. He's, he's doing that and he's discovered that and he's doing that on our dream team. And, and so, so, so here, his life is different because same way that Jesus took Peter on a journey. Jesus through Radiant took Sam on a journey. Here's the reality. You're on a journey with Jesus. And every single one of us are tempted to coast. But I want to invite you to grow. Take your next step. Jesus, what do you want? What, what, what's, what, what, what are you calling me to do? And I believe you'll start to just have a desire that you can't shake. I believe it'll be, I, I want you to be baptized. Or, hey, I want you to lead a small group or hey maybe it's not any of the programming here that's just the way we've programmed our church maybe it's I want you to disciple your family hey I want you to take your wife out on a date pray for her hey but I believe you have a good father a holy spirit and he'll speak to you and so my question for you today is this what is it that you just can't shake I'd like you just to take a moment take 30 seconds between you and the Lord And I just want you to ask him, what are you saying to me, God? As I go in to this third year at the church, what are you saying to me? Just you and God. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory@radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.